Hi, I'm Gina Saldano-Hurley. Welcome to Why We Write, the podcast where I interview authors to explore what lies at the heart of their writing. Join me in the quest to discover what unifying experiences all of us writers share, the unexpected, the out of this world, and the very simple yet complicated question of why we write. So today I'd like to welcome to the show Michelle Lee. She has been a writer since she was old enough to string together sentences. She carried dozens of books home from the library and spent much of her childhood in the world between pages. She wrote her first query letter when she was in elementary school, which received a kind rejection, but she never gave up on the power of magic words. Words have taken her far. She's published poetry, academic articles, study guides to classic literature, and her very own middle grade novel, with a second on the way. She's been an editor for numerous journals, too. She also earned a PhD in English. In fact, she considered herself a doctor of words and wonder, or she considers herself a doctor of words and wonder. And guess what? She taught college composition and creative writing for 13 years, which is over 4,000 students. When she's not writing, she's hanging out with her husband and daughter, visiting schools, or dreaming of big ideas. She is thrilled to be represented by Full Circle Literary. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks. I'm so excited to talk to you about all the things. And oh my gosh, I read that about your query letter doing in elementary school. I'm like, wow, that was, (laughs) I don't think I even knew what a query letter was until maybe like six years ago. You know, like, (laughs) well, I don't even think I knew it was a query letter. I just knew that. I really, really love to read mm-hmm. and I really love stories and I wanted to write one. So mm-hmm. I just, I just looked up the publisher. I don't even, you know, they sent me some type thing back, but like, I just wanted to, you know, tell them I'm a writer, you know, when I was yeah. you know eight years old. <laughs> I love that though. That is so cool. So I have a whole bunch of questions. And the first one I always like to start with is, well, I mean, when and how did you begin creating books? Obviously very young, you started creating books. Yeah. Well, the creating books part. I mean, I was writing when I was really young. Like I loved Mm -hmm. writing and creating Mm -hmm. stories, but the books part really didn't happen until a lot later. So, um, around like in college, I was publishing, you know, little things like poems, things like that. And then Mm -hmm. in grad school, I was publishing short fiction and poetry and writing plays. Um, but it wasn't until grad school where, um, well, I went as a novelist, so I started my interest in writing novels and that that's mm-hmm. kind of the first start. Um, but really the novel career didn't start until, oh my goodness, several years after grad school, because I became a mom mm-hmm. and I became a professor. And so to write a novel, <laughs> like in between that was yeah. very daunting so I spent my time mostly writing very short things like flash fiction mm-hmm. and poems and academic articles, things I could manage. Right. Um, and so you could then, dip in and dip out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I read, I started reading Rainbow Rowell and I started reading Nicola Yoon and I got really interested in mm-hmm. YA and middle grade. And that's when I started my first like okay I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. write the novel and that's that's kind of when that happened so much much later (laughs) yeah well still you know creating stories just in different formats all those years so that first novel was it the one that your middle grade that's published is that the first one was that the first one that you did or are there other ones Actually, yeah. Well, that's my debut. So my, the first one I submitted to my agent, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we we went out on submission with that, but that was a verse novel. And mm-hmm. at the time, verse novels weren't very trendy, more mm-hmm. so, they, they are more so now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a second novel that I was working on and actually that's the one that got published okay. first. Okay, And that one, um, we'll talk a little bit about it at the end when we talk more about um, your upcoming titles. Um, Between the Lighthouse and You, mm-hmm. correct? That's Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. So, yeah, so when you are doing the writing these days, what is your ideal time and place to write? I usually write in the morning through the early afternoon. That's when my mm-hmm. my daughter and I was at school and my husband's at work. Um, before I left my job, I left my job actually last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was writing whenever I could grab time. So I was writing in the pickup line and <laughs> writing, you know, in between my classes and things like that. But now I tend to have a routine. So um, morning, early afternoon, and then if I can catch a little bit of time at night, I mm-hmm. will um, do that. Nice. Yeah. So still really just taking advantage of those times when you have them. Yes. I have a hard time with doing it at night sometimes. Like, I don't know. I've I've done it before, but I feel like it makes more sense when I do it earlier in the day when my brain's better functioning. <laughs> for- uh, honestly, I cannot. I, I If I do write at night, it'll be something that I, doesn't require a whole lot of thinking, like maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of editing or mm-hmm. maybe some idea generation. Um, but I'm also not one right. of those people. I can't get up at 5 a.m. either because I'm just not yes. functioning. I've tried it. I've tried it. <laughs> I've tried it. I have tried it. And it just, when I reread the things that I wrote, I'm just, I end up deleting mm-hmm. like most of it. So I don't really know if that was very productive. <laughs> yeah, definitely made the words, but like, you know, taking, having that advantage of, you know, knowing your ideal time for your brain I think idea generation though at nighttime is I like doing that too like brainstorming or like coming up with ideas I feel like it's good I heard somewhere that you're like inner critic or that inhibition kind of is lower in the evening and night because your brain is done so could be good for that but having those you know solid (laughs) words maybe not so much (laughs) yeah exactly so what are some books you've recently read that you enjoyed um, well, I go in season. So right now I'm in the, mm-hmm. the writing season, but over okay. the holiday, I was in the reading season because I wasn't mm-hmm. quite, again, I was, I was kind of on the go. So, so reading was a little bit easier to grab a book and mm-hmm. kind of read. So I read Wild Robot and I okay. read, um, the Vanderbeekers of 141st Street. And, um, I read, I pulled an old classic off my shelf that was really old and tattered and it's called Mm -hmm. cricket in Times square. And I wanted to see if that still held up. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, mostly in the middle grade genre since that's Mm -hmm. what I'm writing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reading so much middle grade these days. (laughs) It's like, I have a middle grade that I'm revising at the moment and it's just, I just, I feel like it's it's so accessible for everyone, you know, yes. like it's, it, it deals with heavy stuff, but it's just, it's a great thing to sink into, you know, yes. no matter, no matter what your day is like. So. Well, and I find middle grade to be so interesting because it's, it's like the perfect age where, um, the protagonist hasn't really entered the world yet. So everything mm-hmm. is new but yet everything is adventurous and everything is interesting yes. and mm-hmm. they're willing to be a little more risky or bold, or if they're a, an introverted character, they will try new things. 
um, mm-hmm. by the end of the book. So that's why I always, I find middle grade to be a really good, kind of a good yeah, age. To it write. really deals a lot with identity, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Figuring that out. So how has your involvement with the writing community affected your life? And when did you, when did you first get involved? Cause that's where I met you was in one of, one of the various communities. I, I like pop 12 up 12 by over. 12. I think it, it was 12, 12 by 12. 12. Yeah. 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 I've, I've always been involved with writers, especially through school. You're mm-hmm. involved in classes and programs and things like that. Clubs. Um, and and then, went to grad school and, and did that and did teaching too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, so you're always meeting writers in your PhD. Mm-hmm. You always have groups. But then on the other hand, I've, I'm still searching for my perfect tribe. So mm-hmm. I'm always joining different groups for inspiration, different forums um, mm-hmm. to try to connect with those like souls yeah. that maybe have the same routine or are writing the same books or have the mm-hmm. same types of goals. But I also find that even if I don't have a like one static group, mm-hmm. that everyone in the community is so kind, especially in the kid lit community, yes. everyone is so willing to mentor or offer mm-hmm. advice or help promote your book. They're so um, generous. And- yeah. They are. And it's so refreshing um, and lovely to be around the kid lit community. Yeah, I completely 100% agree with you. And yeah, as I you, so I'm, you mentioned 12 by 12. So you do yeah. middle grade. So then also 12 by 12 is picture book. So I also am one of those people who like writes in different things. And it's like hard. It, it's not every day you meet someone who writes in all the different genres that you write in when you are one of those cross genre. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And that's that's another thing when, when there is a crush on a writer, it's great. Mm-hmm. Cause you can talk about all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do find that once I dig into 12 by 12, there's a lot of like people dabbling here and there because picture books are a wonderful inspiration for mm-hmm. all genres. I mean, you start with like a teeny tiny seed and you're allowed mm-hmm. to have pictures and things like that. Um, and then of course that informs your middle grade because mm-hmm. your imagination becomes a little more rich. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm just venturing into the world of picture books now. Um, and that's why I'm, this will be my second year in 12 by 12. Yeah. I love the way you said that too, because it's not just, you know, you don't have to be a picture book writer to go into it and to do that because I heard the most interesting story that Vivian Kirkfield said the other day about the 50 precious words. One of the content, one of the people who, you know, entered 50 precious words, now his YA that was inspired by the 50 precious words is a 50,000 word YA novel that's coming out. And it's like, it is that seed, you know, yes. very much. Yeah, exactly. You can write something small and realize this is the wrong genre. I need to mm-hmm. blow it up. I mean, I did that once with actually the reverse. I had started a novel, but then realized that really it was a 10 page story. So you <laughs> just never know how things will morph. Yeah. Um, and where you'll get your ideas because, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think 12 by 12 allows you to play mm-hmm. a lot more. Definitely. Yeah. At least in my experience, I would agree yeah. with you so yeah. much. So when you're writing, do you ever write with a specific reader in mind or more kind of the story that you want to tell? I, I do think about the reader mm-hmm. in the sense that for middle grade, for example, I have to have a certain level of um, voice 
an action and attention that that age range would expect and would hold their interest. And the same with picture books. You know, I'm, th- I'm also thinking of the parent. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the teacher. Um, but I think at the core, I'm probably writing for the girl that I was mm-hmm. <laughs> and the girl that is still in me that is interested, like what I'm interested in. So it's kind of a double-edged thing. I, I, I don't really yeah. imagine a specific person reading it because quite frankly, a lot of people who've read my book are adults. So I don't know. It's very interesting on that question because yeah. I think it kind of changes. Yeah, definitely. And I think at least for me too, I do kind of feel like that inner, that person I was, you know, at 10, 13, whatever age of, you know, you expect the reader to be, those are the stories, like you're writing those stories that you wanted to read or that you still want to read, you know, that you're, and that can kind of be a passion that keeps it going. So speaking of keeping it going, when you hit an obstacle, what keeps you going? Wow. This is all the time. Um, This has been a really big journey for me in terms of learning as a writer how to get over those bumps and the struggles and the things that really make you doubt yourself, mm-hmm. uh, wonder if you're on the right road, you know, ask yourself if you could, you know, should I continue going? And I've done all the things. Mm-hmm. I've I've read the craft books. You know, sometimes that helps me. If I'm having a particular problem, like with structure, character, I will go to a craft book and I will kind of read up mm-hmm. and polish my skills. And then sometimes I'll look for books that um, are by writers, but aren't about craft necessarily. They might be about more of the journey or like mm-hmm. s- not self-help, but. Like um, those essay collections. Yes. I really love those essay collections. Just kind of like, you know, a window into their writing journey. Yes. And there's sometimes that helps because there's often chapters about how they struggle as well. And by Mm -hmm. me knowing that it's part of the process, it makes Mm -hmm. me feel better that all of us are in the trenches and all of us are still fighting to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the times I have to really remind myself who's in my corner, like my agent and my editors and my family and how they're rallying around me and supporting me. but it's really tough like on the day-to-day basis when you're in front of your computer and you're you're just wrestling with this like for some reason you you outline this chapter beautifully but it's just not mm-hmm. it's just it should be going well but somehow it's just not clicking yeah. and that's when i usually walk away or i do something else and maybe mm-hmm. get my subconscious mind working on it mm-hmm. um but this It's for me, the writer's journey has not been, you know, I'm sitting down and the muse is coming and I'm just, it's all pouring out. It's been, it's a daily Mm -hmm. practice, I think, of um, Mm -hmm. really trying to tell yourself or or re-ask yourself, are you sure that you want to be on this journey? (laughs) And you keep saying, yes, I do. And if you say, yes, I do, then you just have to keep going forward, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I love the way you call it a practice too, because it's like, you can never perfect it. No, I mean, none of us, odds are none of us will be Stephen King just sitting down (laughs) and like, even him, he, you know, he, it's a practice for him, like from the, the on writing or whatever book I've read um, that he wrote, but it's this practice. None of we're all learning and it's, it's always changing. Yes. I mean, I'm learning and I've been writing 
like all my life I can't mm-hmm. get away from writing and I still feel like I'm learning every single mm-hmm. day yeah so. I almost feel like sometimes the more I learn the more I realize I don't know and that I have to learn and then it's like I just want to take in all the mm-hmm. all the information and things but yes so why do you write I honestly don't know and I know that's a strange <laughs> answer I love it. I haven't gotten that one yet. (laughs) Because (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I could say that it's a love of words from my childhood and reading Mm -hmm. and books and, but writing has never let me go. Like Mm -hmm. all the way through my life, even in detours where I've, you know, gone to school or taken jobs, this, all of my jobs have dealt with writing, all of my classes have dealt with everything that I'm interested in always ends up coming back to writing Mm -hmm. and I think I guess they're just a lot of stories I mean it's just something that I I love books and I love stories but I'm I'm really not sure where it comes from maybe some long lost ancestor (laughs) (laughs) it's a genetic trait that we inherit I don't know I can (laughs) only say that because somehow it just keeps finding me it's like a magic uh magic thing that keeps coming back it's like that magnetic pull that you can't escape yes yeah for sure so um are you well I know you have book two coming up for your yes. middle grade, but are you working on any other books at the moment? Is it is that your primary focus or is that coming out soon or could you just That will us? be 2025. Okay. Um, so I'm working right now on the revisions of that book. And then mm-hmm. I'm also working on picture book manuscripts. So I have one on submission now, mm-hmm. and then I will be probably submitting some others to my agent, mm-hmm. you know, uh, over the next year. Um, but uh, so I'm trying to juggle both simultaneously mm-hmm. right now. And then once once my second novel kind of, I feel like it's in a good place, then, uh, I might, you know, I'll, I'll kind of pull out my third novel idea and start working on that. But I've, I've all, I've, I've found it hard to, you know, I know a lot of people work on like all these things at once. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I, I can't really do that. So I work on the big project and then picture books are a little, Mm -hmm. I find them like candy for me. It's like Mm -hmm. just very, short and focused and um and there's not there aren't many words to play with it's like a puzzle more so than a world (laughs) yeah and I love that too um you know just like it's typically 32 pages you know the layout yeah and I see some of these people I think it was like posted in maybe 12 by 12 or somewhere they have like a board that they put and you can literally rearrange the pieces yeah you You know that's like that's so fun making it very visual and tactile for the, for the story. So how do you refill your creative? Well, that's also something I've been working on. And actually this year is the phrase. I I decided to have a phrase kind of as my touchstone, which is creative purpose because for a long time, yeah. yeah, for a long time working, I, the work world, especially academia, sort of shaped my creativity more into efficiency and practicality and logic Mm -hmm. and how to run a classroom and management and all of that. And I think Mm -hmm. I I started forgetting how to just play and how to just imagine and how, because I was so, I was like, I got 45 minutes and I have to get this chapter done. And so I was very much like Mm -hmm. working structured. Mm -hmm. And now 
I really want to go back and just play and find ideas everywhere. And so I've been doing story storm. I was going to ask because that's like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. (laughs) I've been doing story storm, which is all of January and it's a daily prompt that you get that's, you know, helps you generate ideas. And that's been amazing. I can't even believe I haven't done it before. Um, And I do that. I do those types of things. But right now I'm just exploring. I would love, like, if if I if I was brave, I would try roller skating. But I'm not sure I can go back to that <laughs> now. I used to attend, but I'm not sure I can do that now. But it seems really fun. Um, but I want to try things that take me out of the normal routine. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I have to say, I know a couple people in their, you know, clo- like around middle age years that just took up roller skating and they very much is rollerblading. So it is possible. People it do is it. possible. I, I'm just Could try you know, it broken bones don't I'm, I mean I'm just... they have lots of padding but yeah yeah no I totally feel that I'm the kid that like accidentally flipped over the top of their scooter one time and oh. wasn't allowed to get a skateboard because my parents were convinced I would maim myself and yeah yeah and I'm the so type of gal that you know even on a bike like I want a three-wheel bike like those bikes with the you know the basket and like the two wheels in the back because I'm I want to feel solid yeah. but I also I also like want to put my hair in braids and have them flying in the wind so I'm looking forward to this year to just find ways Mm -hmm. of playing like I guess that's the big question is how do you play how do you play as an adult that is Um, such a good question and a great thing (laughs) to think about I yeah I the only reason I think about it more these days is just because with my five-year-old you know he's always playing and I'm like well I mean I want to make sure he plays and then I play with him or I'll you know think of how can I play and it is something we need to think about how can we play as adults and what is play to you I was much more playful when my daughter was young and and especially, you know, um, with all of her little imaginative toys and, and mm-hmm. the shows that she was watching and I would watch with her. And so, yes, I, I very much miss that sense of for 15 minutes, I can just sit down and mm-hmm. be a lion or we can play <laughs> dolls or we create can a whole draw. World. Yeah. yeah. Make something yeah. with a box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I'm just, I, I love that so much. So <laughs> if, you, if you could go back or before I ask that one, what do you oh, most yeah. enjoy about being a writer storyteller? I think the freedom of it really mm-hmm. the ability to wake up in the morning and know that I can go to the world I created mm-hmm. and I can, and it's kind of this, this happy place for me that I can share with other people, but it's really the freedom. And I think the ability to, to create things Mm -hmm. um, like as if I was an artist or sculptor or musician, I think that's the same kind of thing. It's the ability to just look inside you and go, what do I, what's in there? What do I feel like developing and creating? Um, Whereas teaching was some of that because you had to do that in the classroom but it Mm -hmm. wasn't the same kind of thing like you were definitely had like you had standards and curriculum and keeping them managing the 30 kids in your classroom and all of these (sighs) things and so yeah yeah, so so I think it's the freedom yeah nice Yeah, yeah a great thing to enjoy so if you could go back in time to very little Michelle and give yourself mm. one piece of advice when you first began your writing journey, what would it be? If I was going to talk to her about 
this writing journey, like if I couldn't change my journey, I would say, be patient. <laughs> Just be patient because it's going to take you a really long time. And then she, the way I was back then, I would have laughed and I would have gotten really mad and I would have stomped off and said, it's not going to take me a long time. I'm going to do it tomorrow because that's the kind of kid I was. Um, if, if I could change it, if I could change the journey, I would mm -hmm. tell her to be bolder, bolder when she got older, actually. Um, because I think I didn't take as many risks as I should have. Mm -hmm. And I think there were a lot of, I, I think I should have maybe looked for a few more mentors and been a little more, um, Mm, yeah, I think bold is the right word. And then of course, this part of the journey where I actually, you know, started working in the publishing industry, I think again, my advice would be ask questions, be bold, um, and be patient mm -hmm. because be patient with yourself too. Cause that I is, think, yeah. A big, yeah, thing. I guess be gracious to yourself. And that's huge. like I had, I'm still learning that one to, to be gracious to yourself. Yeah, Same. totally. Yeah, yeah, that is great though. And yeah, I mean, like we were talking about with the play, like what would that look like if you made some bolder choices, you know, like all, I mean, wow. it's never too late to be, to be bold. We can totally just think something to think about yes so, tell us about your latest book where it's available and the best place for listeners to connect with you so the book is between the lighthouse and you it's a middle grade and mm -hmm. today is the book birthday so it's <gasps> turning two um so it's very exciting so this is um, january 11th that it's turning to january everyone because this will probably not air on january 11th but yes and um Essentially, it's about a girl named Alice who believes her mother isn't dead from a boating accident. Mm -hmm. um, so she convinces her family to travel to a magical island in Florida where every year they receive messages that wash up on the shore from loved mm -hmm. ones who have passed away. <gasps> so she's hoping I'm to ask yes. someone. And so, of course, there's a boy who's part mm -hmm. of the family of lighthouse keepers, who's in charge of all the messages, mm -hmm. but he is trying to protect this island. He does not like when people, especially outsiders, come to the island. He's very suspicious of Alice. Mm -hmm. And he's got his own, um, you know, his grandfather who passed away. He's also find, finding mysterious messages from his grandfather. So all of that's tied together. <laughs> yes, I am yeah. so in. Like you mentioned, Matt, like, just yes all of that I need to read that I think I might have I might have already requested it from the library but I need to check and make sure that's awesome. coming <laughs> yeah you so can good. request it from your library or mm -hmm. um, or bookshop. request it purchase from your library too if they don't have a copy yeah and bookshop.org um mm -hmm. you can get it there you can get it from the giant Amazon right. um Barnes probably and Noble. yeah Barnes and Noble mm -hmm. probably I don't have local, all those links mm -hmm. yeah local indie store if you have a favorite if they don't have it they could probably order it mm-hmm Awesome. Yeah. And so where's the best place for listeners to connect with you? 
I'm mostly on Instagram, strangely enough, because this year um, I was sporadic on social media because I was just throwing things out there. But this year I'm trying to make a huge effort to connect to readers and to writers. Like I would love to connect to writers out there because we're all on this journey together. Um, and so I post frequently. Um, and you can find information through Instagram. It has my website and so forth. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll see. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to do more social media things and Instagram is my go-to also. So I will see you on awesome. there. Is there anything that we didn't say today you wanted to mention or any questions I didn't ask that you wish I had? No, this is lovely, but I okay. would like to ask you, what are you working on? <laughs> oh, too many things, Um, but there, a lot of them are just kind of shelved at the moment. Uh, But I definitely have a middle grade, fantasy middle grade novel in the revision stages various picture books as you can imagine with 12 by 12 all the ideas yes. uh, I'm doing story storm too so I've got some various ideas going and just some other things but I'm mostly focusing on trying not to do too many of the things at one time so I'm doing the podcast and then I had my debut picture book I published in October so I'm like trying to get that in front of readers but thank you nice. for asking <laughs> yes and how did this podcast come about what what made you want to do a podcast well, so I love pod. I love specifically Rachel Heron's podcast, How Do You Write, which I think she just renamed it to Ink in Your Veins. And it's like about process and everything, but I really like getting to, you know, people's why. And that's really what I did in my marketing day job for a long time was interviewing people and getting to the why of why they do what they do. And so mm -hmm. my website was just sitting there and I'm like, I should, you know, use that and talk to writers about why they do what they do. Cause I miss interviewing people and I wanted to start it as a podcast, but I didn't, I was intimidated on how to make the podcast part happen. So I just did interviews and published them in blog post format. And then like last month I was like, you know what, let's do it. Let's go. I can just do this. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out the tech. And I did. And the first one came up today, this morning, I believe it successfully published. So it's just fun talking to people and hearing their stories. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. you're such a good interviewer. I mean, and you <laughs> have it. Like, I mean, you could, we could, you know, you don't have to do it just audio. Like you would be great mm -hmm. on just like on camera. So oh, thank just you. for future yeah. reference. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. One step at a time though, is kind of the way I'm trying to take my, my word for 2024 is ease, which I haven't totally lived oh. up to. I'm like doing too many things. But I'm like one step at a time, I'll figure it out. And yeah, so Thank you. Yeah, I nice. I'm considering doing that because I know some people like Rachel Heron, like I mentioned before, she does YouTube, like she has her podcast video on there mm -hmm. for people. But yeah, I'm one of those people that just always listens to the audio anyway. So mm -hmm. well, usually yeah. if I'm doing a podcast, I'll listen like while I'm well yep. cleaning the bathroom. So <laughs> I do have a folding laundry a lot. <laughs> so yeah. like my friends listen in the car, but I can't because the drive isn't long enough. Yep. And so Same. I have to do it during Same. a long duration of like yeah. something. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you one more time for being on the show and sharing your time with us and telling us about your journey. And everyone should go check out that book because I want to go read it right now and also connect with you on Instagram. Awesome. I look forward to seeing you on social media. Thanks. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Why We Write. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to like, share, comment, or pass along the show however you please. Until next time, I hope you take a moment to remember why you write whenever you sit down to get some words in.